Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Hey. We are back. It's we are starting a cult with a brand new Friday episode. It's true. It's Grant over there, and I'm Jake, and Mitch is outside wrangling Navi because his mom isn't home. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. But yeah. we are here to have a brand new topic for you guys today. How about that? Surprisingly it's, wholesome. Yeah, it's a lot. It's one of the more wholesome episodes I think we've ever done. Um, it's got a little bit of stuff in there where you're like, uh, are you sure they mean wholesome? But it, it's good. You're no, it's good. It. It's really, no one gets physically hurt. No. No, no, no. Ever. No, no. This is just a case of the mistaken identity. Well, right? There is one instance of someone getting physically hurt, but no one dies. Oh, yeah, I guess I forgot yeah. about that one. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so we are here today to give you a brand new topic i hope you guys had a great week um jake how was your week was, oh, it good? was pretty good man <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh, just working and uh i came over here you know that was nice it's true, nice fun did. time to be over here but you know it's mostly just work and uh that's it no i get you i get you sopranos that. sprinkled in there right. towards the end of that it's nice still amazing sopranos yeah, Sopranos. Some Sopranos? Yeah. Yeah, Maron is what I, yeah. We are here to talk about the rooftop robber. Roof man. Oh, roof man. Sorry, roof man. Rooftop. rooftop robber, either way. He's been known by uh, many, many names, all right? But roof man is the, the one that they usually settled on. The roof man. You're gonna, I think you guys are going to like this one. It's no, pretty, it's great. It's pretty laid back. It's pretty digestible. Um, it's it's pretty quick. It's pretty fun. You're gonna love it. Yeah, it was a fan suggestion. Someone, someone in our lives was just like, "Have you ever heard of Roof Man?" And we were like, "No, let's do it this week." That is and true. We just did. It just so ha- yeah. I was like, I don't know what that is, but the name is drawing some attention. And it's I'm the in. perfect name. It really is. So I'm in. I'm into no, this. I'm in too. So you know, there's the, there's that thought that crosses all of our minds when we walk into a McDonald's restaurant. What if I was right. a roofman robber? Yeah, that you're like boy, I could just rob this place and no one would give a fuck. You're right. You know, I think that every time, uh, it, it's you know, it, it's McDonald's. They they can't take they can take the hit of one day's revenue from their thirty eight thousand location. I actually looked up how many locations they have. Thirty eight thousand of them. That is an just an unhealthy amount. Too much, but. Yeah, they can stand to lose a single day's revenue, right? 
Uh, well, uh, this is a story of a man who had the same thought and went on to make it a surprisingly long, thoughtful, and lucrative career out of it. Oh, he did. He oh, certainly he very much fucking did. did. This is the story of Jeffrey Allen Manchester, otherwise known as Roofman. The Roofman Robber. Roofman Robber. How about that, Roofman? I like Roofman. 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 All right, so uh, little is known about Jeffrey's early life at this point. But it seems as though he was a relatively normal dude before his uh, his chosen life of crime, right? So he graduated from high school in Cordova, California in 1991. All right, good year, I I guess. Yeah, it seems like a good year. It was five years I before I was born. I yeah. was like, I wouldn't know. I was not yeah. present. We're young men. Uh, and immediately after, he joined the Army Reserves. Right, where he quickly became a sergeant after foregoing airborne and air assault training along with like a bunch of artillery training and he was like heavily studying the ins and outs of military vehicles, so he's super familiar with those. He was he was, he was learning a lot. Yeah, he knows his All shit. Right? This guy knows his shit. Very studious guy, Jeffrey. So, um all throughout this time, uh in the service, you know, uh Manchester you met a woman during his time, right? Oh, like a lot do. Yeah, yeah. And he got married, and they had two kids, and that was good. But by the time uh, 1998 rolled around, the two were finalizing their divorce paperwork. Damn. I don't know exactly what happened, but needless quick. to say, yeah, things things didn't work out. Things seemed to spiral rather quickly in that scenario. No, it's very true. Almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, th- this is where it begins. Uh, it, 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 this is where it begins, basically. It, it's a quick one. Just write in. This is when Manchester starts focusing his military training on a life of crime. He just decided to do this. Yeah, I guess why not? What yeah. else we got going on, you know? Why not? You're trained. Yeah. Let's fuck around. Let's, Let's see what fuck happens. around with this military training at McDonald's. All right, so beginning in 1998... Jeffrey Manchester began his year-and-a-half-long crime spree, wherein he robbed 40 different businesses in nine different states all across the United States. That's an inc- impressive... That's so much. <laughs> that's, a, that's a resume right there. That's so good that you put that shit on your actual resume. Yeah. Because you're that good. National heists. You can get a job working for the government. That's fucking badass. All right, so uh, he'd, he'd hit, like, video stores and, like, supermarkets and perhaps a gas station here and there. But what he was uh, gaining attention uh, for from his robbing uh, was his robbings of McDonald's restaurant locations. Mickey D's. Mickey D's, the best sandwiches in town. Roughly, well, well I mean, yeah, you know. Come on now. The most mainstays, you're just like, I just need a sandwich. That is true. That's where you go. It's the easiest place to get the same thing every single time with no deviation. Consistency is impeccable. Uh, So roughly two-thirds of his crimes consisted of robbing Mickey D's between 98 and 2000. Damn. All right, so it's a lot of McDonald's robbed. All right, and I know what you're thinking. You know, you're thinking, oh, well, if if he's robbing McDonald's, uh, like, you know, uh, super easy. Just, just post some cops around them where the crimes were being committed, you know, but he's not an idiot. Okay. No, he's, he was not, he's not an idiot. This guy, sure. Wh- he would 
mostly Rob McDonald's locations in California, but he would go on to appear all around the U.S. He hit locations in California, Nevada, Oregon, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Maryland, Virginia, North and South Carolina. He was all over the fucking map, Damn. quite literally. Yeah, he moved. He got around. He did. Uh, from all of these robberies, all around the country, it's estimated that Manchester accrued roughly a hundred thousand dollars. It's funny. You think it'd <laughs> be like, more? Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like with that many robberies, you'd think there'd be like a little bit more to to show for it. Like you're going all around the country. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, and how much time and money did he have to spend on supplies and travel? He's pretty much not making a lot of money. Yeah, but I mean, still, it's just impressive. Oh yeah, the sheer know? volume is something that is quite, quite impressive. Yeah. So I bet you're wondering at this point why I said he would go on, uh, like he would go about these robberies in a uh, thoughtful manner. Uh, you know, at the top of this, I said that. Well, here's how all the robberies usually went down, all right? He'd come in in a Ronald McDonald outfit, point a gun at the youngest person in the room and say, give me all the money, and then he'd leave. All the money, give it to me. It was that simple. I'm 100% kidding. No, sort of. I mean, in in, in so many words. Uh, so Jeffrey Manchester, he would gain access to the roof of the McDonald's locations, usually, you know, like at close or before opening. Uh, but almost always at night. Makes sense. Right, you know the cover of the cover of night. Uh, at which point he would use power tools uh, to cut a small hole in the roof of the business, and uh, yeah, he would, he, would yeah. Ju- he would just shimmy on down there. <laughs> Do you think he ever like made himself a meal in there? I would hope so. Like he grabbed just like they have like pre-made shit in there. You know. Oh right? yeah. Come on, you're going to tell me that shit's not made a day in advance? You're yeah, a liar. come on. You fucking freak. All right, so he would uh, he would lower himself safely to the ground level, usually about like 10 or 15 feet. Uh, he would then wait for the morning crew to show up as the sun rose. All right, so uh, at which point he would hold up the restaurant, okay. usually with a rifle, uh, for you know all the cash in the registers as well as the safe, which he'd escort the manager of the shift back to open for him. Okay. Uh, He would then lead all of the employees into the walk-in freezer in the back of the store after asking them if they'd like to grab their jackets before doing so. That's sweet. That's so considerate. Yeah, at least he's not like, fuck you. He's like, I get it. It's cold. He's like, you want to grab a little scarf? It's going to be chilly in there. Uh, He was reported as being exceptionally polite by his captives, Uh, some even stating that he would, like, joke around with them. He like, bought me like, a Christmas dinner. <laughs> He's like, he told me he was proud of me, and then he knew I didn't have a dad, like that kind of thing. We connected that day. I still have his email. <laughs> it's like, you had this the whole time? All right, yeah, he was joking around with his captives. He's like, ah, this is crazy, right? Uh, he'd apparently often say before locking the staff in the freezer, hey, at least you get the rest of the day off. True. Which is so nice. It's so jovial and, and good. Too bad they don't probably get paid. Probably not. Like, <laughs> McDonald's well, I, would never pay them for I not desperately doing that. needed this cash, so yeah. thanks, yeah. Dick. <laughs> you seen those fucking signs outside of McDonald's now? It's like, we're hiring up to like 14 year olds or some shit. Yeah, it's like, it's like what? what the fuck? Are you sure? Is that legal? I, I'm pretty sure you can't do that. Yeah, McDonald's can. Yeah, McDonald's. 
Uh, now, I say short stay in the freezer, that is, because shortly after each robbery, Manchester would call the police to inform them that the robbery had occurred. Right. So authorities can come and, you know, like, let the staff out of the freezer. Yeah, he's not like... Super right. nice. Yeah, he's not like a dick about it, you know? I'm not going to freeze these people like Squidward in that episode. Yeah, he's trying. Yeah, he's super nice, right? All right, so, like, uh, like that's a huge risk on his part to call the police at all. And he did every time to ensure that all the workers were safe in the end. Hell yeah, you know? Yeah, so he's about it. He's about that life, for real. The roof man is good. Oh, yeah, he's in it. I like him. I like him already. So far, yeah, he's just like, I graduated high school, went to the military, and now I just rob. But, you know, I'm a nice guy about it. Yeah, like, he's, he's not, he's not stealing from, like, Ma and Pa shops, you know? it's He would never. He doesn't have that type of personality. No, he yeah. would never. He's a good man. Now, uh, he had some variation in his method of crimes throughout his time committing them. Like, occasionally he would cut holes through the walls of the restaurant rather than the roof. And there was one occasion where he, uh, he, he, brought a, he was brought to pistol whipping an employee. Oh. So I think uh, one employee was getting a little rowdy. They weren't uh, buying into his uh, polite manner. And uh, yeah, he had to pistol whip him. But that was, it was a one-time thing. Yeah, one-time right? thing. Otherwise, super polite and considerate robber. All right, he's the ideal robber that you want. That's the shit I like to hear. It makes me feel better about this man. Yeah. So, uh, through through this mo, he was easily linked to crimes. All right, easily. Yeah. <laughs> he was everyone who met him that he robbed. They were just like, he was so nice. <laughs> this guy's such a sweetheart. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, his M.O. is easily linked him to crimes, yet no one was able to pinpoint his identity. All right, no one knew who this guy was. Damn, okay. And newspapers were taking it. They were just like, Roof Man. He strikes again. Uh, <laughs> Roof Man's on the chase. <laughs> this is a fun, like, late 90s, early 2000s uh, shebang. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, nearly, shebang uh, is a good way to put it. Yeah, a little shebang. Nearly two dozen police forces were involved in the investigations, yet none of them could get the slightest inkling as to who he was. Um, now, there were multiple reasons that over two-thirds of Manchester's robberies took place at McDonald's locations, almost all of which had to do with the uniformity of schedule and layout. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The uniformity, much like their food. We were talking about that earlier. All right, almost all McDonald's franchises are laid out with the same floor plan. So he always knew where to be, when, and why. The hours of the restaurants were almost always the same. With no mat, like no matter where in the country you went. Right? Yeah, that seems that seems like that would make sense to yeah, me. It's something you can rely on. Uh, the restaurant's uh, own uniformity was being used against it. All right, so this is not to say that there weren't some close calls, though. Okay, uh, one day I think it was his first robbery, like before Thanksgiving. The roof man, he made his way to a location late at night only to figure out that the location was going to be closed the next day. Oh, he should have just camped out. He's like, ah, <laughs> He's just hanging out. I'll Thanksgiving. make Thanksgiving dinner here. I'll have Big Macs. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> a turducken of Big Macs. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Big Mac. You know, maybe I'll go. Put a fish fillet inside of it and then like a McChicken. He could just take some cash out of the cash register, go buy a Whopper. And a Baconator and make, like, the fast food turducken. 
<laughs> you think he's still gonna buy the food with the money he's stealing? Well, he's not robbing Burger Kings, you know. He's always he's. No, still, you're right. You're right. He's right. pretty uniform when it comes to that. So, like, I don't think you gotta worry. Oh, we'll see later in the story. All right. Uh, yeah. So, so that one was closed for the day. That was funny. He's like, "Oh, that's so stupid of me." But anyway, police merely found a hole in the roof and nothing more. So they were just like, ah, "I still can't get this guy." Damn it! Damn it! Uh, on another occasion, the roof man was in a tight spot towards the end of his robbery. All right, forcing him to fire his weapon through a door. Bang bang! Yeah, he just broke the glass of the door and he escaped. Okay. So yeah, you know, he he never shoots people. Only just doors. Only doors. Just doorways. Yeah, police were nearby and uh, reacted quickly to the gunfire, but Manchester was able to escape on foot. Ooh. He's running. All right, he's running now. He's a quicken. <laughs> he's a quicken. All right, on uh, May 20th of 2000, the roof man was finally caught and identified in Belmont, North Carolina. All right, you want to hear how this happens? The roof man's demise? Uh, Manchester was caught because he was getting too comfortable with his criminal ways, right? He got cocky, all right? And he decided that May 20th was going to be the day that he was going to rob two separate McDonald's locations within 10 miles of each other, uh, all in the same morning. Damn, that's a busy morning. That is a feat. All right. Uh, At the first location, he got sloppy, all right, when it came to securing the freezer that he'd put all the employees into. Because of this, the employees were able to escape quicker than Manchester had anticipated and called the police, you know, like you do for robberies. Bad news. Bad news for Mr. Manchester. And uh, it it was because of this that there was a very heavy police presence in the area by the time he was uh, going through with his second robbery of the morning. Okay. Yeah. So police showed up to the second location, at which time Manchester fled to get to his getaway car. But in a last-ditch effort, he uh, instead made his way into the woods, trying to get away on foot again. He's trying. He's really trying. Yeah. No, he is. And it didn't work. Because when police caught up with him, he had his rifle, uh, he had a bag full of tools and all the money he'd uh, stolen from the two McDonald's locations that morning. But he was still the nicest guy. All right, he went through, he, he went like without a struggle, and, uh, and he reportedly told the arresting officers that they'd done a good job that day. <laughs> He's like, guys, you really did, you knocked it out of the park with that one, guys. Good job, you got me. <laughs> I was being a real dick cheeseburger, and I'm glad you guys were able yeah, to Yeah, they don't serve that out. at fucking McDonald's. I'm proud of you guys, you guys should be proud too. This was good, this was a good effort. Let me buy you some McDonald's. You guys want some cash? I got some. Yeah. All right, uh, after news broke that the roof man was caught, authorities began connecting him to crimes all around the country. All over the world. All over. And, uh, and they noticed on his military travel logs that wherever he happened to be at any given time for like military assignments or training or whatever, robberies followed. So Uh-oh. that detail, I, it kind of blew my mind because I was like, oh, he was like in the military at the same time as he was doing this. I thought, like, for some reason, when he got divorced, he, like, went out of the military. Yeah, they <laughs> He was just, like, a clear. dude. Because I, I was kind of under the same impression. They weren't very clear in what I was trying to read. Yeah, but he was just a military dude just, like, robbing McDonald's. Yeah, but then, yeah, <laughs> after the fact, it makes sense because it's like, well, yeah, like, they never they never really specifically said he was, like, not active anymore. It was just, like... 
He was in the military and he was robbing McDonald's. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I just assumed. You always just separate those things. You never think a soldier is going to come rob your fucking fast food chain. <laughs> See, and it's funny because he was so well. That's what like threw me off too. Is like because he was so smart, but that's like so dumb that like he had he had to have known they could connect that. You know. Yeah, I mean, it literally from his travel logs with the military, they were like, oh yeah, when when this guy leaves a place, uh, robberies stop happening, but wherever he goes. They like start again. <laughs> yeah, wherever Should we this tell guy someone is, about this? is where McDonald's are in trouble. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so yeah, wherever he went, robberies followed. Manchester, he was charged with robbery with a deadly weapon, taking hostages and possession of robbery tools. <laughs> That's a new one. I've never heard that before. So I guess just like the chisels and hammers and shit that he had. He was in possession of robbery-like tools. He had rope. He had a big sack with a dollar sign on it, and and a, a thin black mask. Yes. And uh, he was he was kind of tiptoeing around. Yes, he was wearing the Lone Ranger mask, and he also was wearing a shirt that was striped black and white. And he was walking around on his tippy toes. He is confirmed the ham burglar. Yeah, he is. Why wasn't he called that immediately? PR, <laughs> you know, fucked like... him. PR fucked him because that's the best. God one. damn it! Newspapers let us down again. Well, uh, yeah, let's see. When was I? <laughs> Greg, keep him busy. You know, I'm just saying one thing. It. I was actually, it just, it was perfect kismet there. Um, I read an article, like an actual news article about it. Yeah, the one from 2000? Uh, it was 2005. Oh, all right. And they're like, "You're this guy's in because of one whopper of a crime. And it was like, damn, they, they tried so hard, but they fucked it up. No, maybe Burger King bought bought out that uh, that journalist. They could, but they it were was just like, like, you have to put in like this rivalry joke for us, please. You, they <laughs> dropped the ball. So it's like it's a McDonald's thing. Not oh my god, you fucking probably some guy that's never eaten fast food in his life. He's like, which I don't want to meet a man who's never eaten a fast food anything come no, on you have to fast food is necessary yeah it's so fast it's food it, it, it's all good stuff all right so everything you're looking for yeah yeah everything you, i found what i was looking for my place all right so manchester he was charged with robbery all that stuff in possession of robbery tools and he was sentenced to 45 years in prison that seems like a lot that's so much time in prison it's one for every mcdonald's <laughs> for robbing for mcdonald's <laughs> like it was a hundred thousand dollars total, but um, all right. So he was sent to Browns Creek Correctional Institute in uh, in Anson County, North Carolina. Oh, oh yeah. And uh, you may think this like, oh, it's the end of the story. Get a little of this shit. All right. There's more. There's way more. <laughs> all right. So Manchester, he remained in prison for about four years, during which time he was just like a model prisoner. Keeping up with his reputation of just a swell-ass guy. Yeah, he's just a nice guy. Uh, he's just a cool man. Uh, he was a model prisoner with absolutely no infractions on his file. All the while, he was plotting his escape. All right, He did not plan on being in there for 45 years. Okay. Manchester was familiar, familiarizing himself with, uh, with the patrol schedules and the comings and goings of the guards and... Finding blind spots in the security system, and like looking at all the the vehicles going in and out, basically casing the joint like he would for like from inside for all his McDonald's shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. he was using his tools. He was using his tools, his mind. 
All right. Uh, meanwhile, his good behavior landed him a job in the prison's metal shop. Okay. Seems like a very dangerous thing to have in a prison. Just constantly working with metal and you tools know, and cutting them. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine that's not the smartest idea. Like this, this, uh, this prison is pretty lucky that nothing worse happened than what's about to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have been worse. Ah, well, it was through this job at the metal shop that he would execute his escape plan. All right. Oh. Every day, a delivery truck uh, it would come inside the metal shop. To load up all the things that, uh, you know, that they made that day. Lockers, kitchenware, and the like. Okay. All right. Uh, it was always arriving and departing at the same time each day. So, Manchester knew when it was coming. He, he, uh, he managed to nab a measurement of two metal rods that were underneath the delivery truck. So, you thought he was going to go inside. You thought. In, you like, a wrong. locker or something. No. No. Stupid. All right. Uh, he he got the measurements of these two uh, metal rods, and then he cut a very precisely cut piece of plywood that could fit snugly between them. Genius. Right? Sort of makeshift cot. That's some maybe. Shawshank Redemption shit there. It is. All right. And, uh, and he painted the plywood black to match the rest of the underside of the truck because he knew that the vehicle would be inspected before leaving the prison. The underside was usually checked with, like, mirrors and shit yeah just to make sure that makes sense was you know, under yeah there. like those handheld ones you just kind of stick you're like, ah, it looks yeah good. god forbid the the guards like go down on their knee but uh manchester also chose to execute his plan on a rainy day because he knew that the guards would be less like you know thorough with their vehicle check they're just like we gotta get out of the rain okay uh finally on june 15th of 2004 Manchester successfully escaped from the Browns Creek Correctional Facility, and uh, and the, he was the first to ever do so, and probably the last. I would hope so. They would, they got to do a lot of work in that metal shop, and it doesn't involve metal work. I guess to be fair, if any prisoner is going to escape, I guess, I'm glad it's him. Honestly, he's I'm like the best. So I don't have to worry. Literally, the best criminal that could have escaped. Yeah, like, he's not going to do anything. He's nice. He's just, we want McDonald's money. Yeah, aside from people who are still in jail for, like, weed or something, which is weird. Yeah, that's just Why stupid. is that a thing That's still? just silly. I buy it across the border. All right, look, the roof man's on the loose, all right? He got out. Can you I just... Can, I don't can, even have words. No, you have to join me in just this. It, it's so good. So, let me, let me we have think. We to bask in the wonderfulness of so, this news. The roof man... Who, I like to imagine, now, sit with me for a minute, I like to imagine I'm sitting. that somewhere along the line, a family member choked on a Big Mac, and this is his revenge storyline. <laughs> no, he's too nice to have a, a vengeful, yeah, but he's, you he, know, uh, uh, gleam in his eye. He doesn't want to, like, take it out on anybody, he's just like, I'm going to take it out on this mega corporation and I'm on his side for that one. I like McDonald's, but I'm okay with what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's a good thing. You know, I think it's positive for the world. It's really keeping McDonald's on their toes. You know, they got to up their security. They got to make sure their shit's tight, you know? Yeah. It's make good sure for everybody. You, no one can bore holes in their roofs. But I'm glad he's out, at least right now. I'm glad. At least right now. Yeah, Manchester, uh, instead of returning to California to maybe see his family, that's what authorities like thought he was going to do. He just traveled 40 miles north to a town called Charlotte. Okay. All right. 
And uh, he, he was then on the hunt for, you know, a place to live, to, to kind of settle down. Yeah, he's looking to, to, you know, put his feet up somewhere. Yeah. And uh, where he settled, uh, it's both pretty ingenious and very hilarious. Yeah, this all is right? the part that really sucked me in. This was like the the nice cherry on top, all right? So oh. in, a, in a complex known as the Triangle Shopping Center, among a few other stores... There's a Toys R Us. That there is. All right, there's a Toys R Us. No, it's super casual. Uh, Well, Manchester decides that this is going to be his new home, this Toys R Us. I'm going to live in this (laughs) Toys R Us. More specifically, Manchester, he settled down behind the bike rack that was positioned against one of the store's walls. Good place to be. Yeah, (laughs) because it was against the wall, he was like, because he loves boring holes, he was like boring into the wall to give himself more space as he lived back there. Okay. It's pretty cool. Once he was settled, he made sure to only come out at night. You know, it was almost solely baby food that he ate. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he rode bikes through the aisles at night for exercise. That's just gold. And he would play with remote control cars on the roof for fun. <laughs> He's back on the roof. I he's love back where he needs to be. This is like the best criminal I think we've ever come across. He's just so like, there's like no malintent, you know, it's just like so He's literally refreshing. just breaking the law. That's the only thing wrong with this yeah, guy. Yeah, the only crime he committed was crime. Like, yeah. nothing like insane or like he fucking stabbed his mother in the head and like ran, no, I just like, yeah, I'm just like living in yeah. a Toys yeah. As far as I know, this is our first like crime story that I don't think involves blood. No, at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> like there's like you pistol whip, probably just a bruise, something like that. Yeah, you're not bleeding from a pistol. Whip. Yeah. Well, so this is great. All right, robber on the lamb, uh, holding up in a toy store, eating baby food, playing with toys. What could go wrong? All right, it seems like a cool way to live. Yeah. Uh, well, his robbing tendencies were definitely not gone, because his ultimate end game. When it came to choosing this Toys R Us to live in, was to rob it. All right, that, nice. <laughs> that was the uh, the ultimate goal here. Um, so he spent much of his time casing the store, right, getting to know the schedule, uh, employee habits, security, etc. You know, uh, he eventually got the idea to set up baby monitors all around the store so he could kind of have eyes, you know, in different parts of the store. Okay, so okay. if anyone was onto him, he could get the leg up. Uh, another pretty insane thing that he did, uh, he changed the schedules of employees and security guards. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, he was just probably in the break room. I imagine it was, like, some piece of paper on a corkboard or some shit. Or, like, a dry erase or something. Like, you know what? I this is, the, this is, like, what I was thinking. I was like, I like to imagine that he witnessed, like, there's a couple employees or something that, like, you know, like young, like maybe even teenagers, like they're, they're kind of like they have a crush on each other, and he's like, "I'm gonna have Erica work with Steve today because that." He's way. like a matchmaking criminal. Yeah, he's like living in really, the store. They would really be good for each other, and I just I think if they start spending more time, they might see that. You know, <laughs> I like love there's this. not like not like any bad reason. It's just like I think that they would be great for each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he, he he changes the schedule, maybe to matchmake, but also to better align with his ultimate plan. Yeah, I mean, obviously. You know, you know. Uh, it's pretty obvious by this time that he, he learned nothing from being caught the first time, because after only a few months of eating nothing but baby food, 
uh, Manchester began making his way out of the store at night and grabbing dinner at the local Red Lobster. Hell yeah. Damn Get right. Get them cheesy fucking cheddar biscuits or Damn whatever. Damn right, dude. The packets of those you make at home, what are they, like 10 cents? Oh, they're great. You can make like 700 of them. They're so good. It's fucking awesome. Uh, so yeah, he's getting a little cocky again. His hubris returns. All right. Uh, he even began attending sermons at a local church, merely a few, just uh, very close to the Toys R Us, like within a couple hundred yards. Wait, I'm gonna and, go far, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, super close to his Toys R Us home, and uh, he became an active member of the congregation. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, he uh, he went by the name John Zorin. John Zorin. <laughs> John Zorin. Uh, and even started dating a woman that he'd met at a church singles event named Lee. Good All right, Lord. so he's dating a woman at the church while living in in Toys R Us. Are you going to come back to my house tonight? <laughs> dude, I'll show Lee, you the bike rack. Lee loved this guy, dude. She fell in love with the roof man. For his, yeah. uh, How do you not? He's charismatic. Oh, he's great. He had, he's generous. He had a great sense of humor, and he was very uh, caring. He had a very caring nature for her and her three children. There you go. Right. Obviously, it came up that the couple like never went to his house. They were always over at her apartment with with the kids. To which his response was always that he had a government job that required him to keep his whereabouts classified. Oh, All right? smart. So, he told her that his living space, which was at an undisclosed location, uh, it, w- it was uncomfortable and office-like. He's not wrong. <laughs> I guess, yeah. He's not lying. He's not lying. Step into my office. You just go behind a bike rack at Toys R Us. It's my office. Where did you go to the bathroom, you know? That's like what I'm wondering. Ah, he probably just uses the regular bathroom, right? Because the toilets Just the like, one in Toys R Us. They're like, I swear to God, we've cleaned those toilets, and there's a goddamn skid mark in there every morning. <laughs> Can you imagine if you, like, clogged the toilet and, like, couldn't fix it? You're like, oh, fuck. It's like, God damn it, I'm done for. I know it. <laughs> That's what does them in. Just a big fucking log. <laughs> too, too many of those fucking cheesy biscuits. Oh, those are good, though. Oh, they are it's delicious. It's worth it. You make cereal out of it. Uh, no, you don't think no, so. You it, want a savory cereal? If the instead of milk, you did like garlic butter, <laughs> then yes. Okay. We cool just, with that? We, yeah, we, I'm we, totally right. cool with that. Right, yeah, yeah, man. I'm just in. just eating biscuits, like swimming in butter with a spoon. Yeah, I mean, I'm already I sick to my that. stomach thinking about it, but <laughs> I would I would eat it. You imagine how shiny that bowl would be. Can you imagine how shiny your fucking intestines would be? Yeah, how shiny the light at the end of the tunnel would be. Damn it. Uh, so he, he told her that his living situation he was undisclosed. His office like uncomfortable. And, and Lee bought it. All right, Everyone bought it. He told this to everyone. Okay. Uh, he was always at church events. He was volunteering. And he was donating more toys than anyone at the congregation's uh, Christmas toy drive. I wonder where he got the toys, you know? Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. Well, speaking of Christmas, in the Christmas months, Toys R Us was getting kind of crazy, you know, buying a bunch of toys. It was crazy busy. And the roof man, he was looking for a uh, living space improvement and a little bit more privacy. What store is available? Oh, we'll see. So Manchester found that he could bore straight through the wall of the Toys R Us into the next unit of the shopping mall, which just so happened to be an abandoned Circuit City. 
abandoned Circuit City is yeah. like saying ATM machine. You it's know, just it's like, redundant. Like everyone knows. Yeah, if you, you say know? Circuit City, you know it's abandoned. Like saying police cop. You yeah, know? it's like come on. All right, so yeah, he's uh, he just went right into Circuit City. Have you ever been in a Circuit City? I have. Was it abandoned? No. Wow. Uh, there used to be one. Um... Where was it, Grant? <laughs> where where was the Circuit City? I mean, it wasn't like around here. It was like on vacation somewhere. We went to one. It was literally like a Best Buy. It was like the same fucking thing. Yeah, and even they're on their way out. You know? Yeah, they're not doing too hot. I don't Bezos think. took it all. But anyway, yeah, he was in Circuit City. It was abandoned. The hole he dug out led to a closed-off space underneath a stairwell in the Circuit City. So he just had a little room, all right? It was a, it was roughly 5 by 11 feet, and he decked it the fuck out. Christmas like, lights, posters. He made it so cool. There's no pictures of this, sadly, but like it sounds awesome, right? So Roofman, he put up some posters, all right? He, uh, he brought in a DVD player. He was watching movies and shit. He put up more baby monitors uh, for like a whole surveillance system of Toys R Us, you know? Makes sense. Makes sense. And he, this is crazy. He repiped a water line from the Toys R Us to go directly into his space. Damn. Like, what? where did he even get like the materials for that? I'm not positive. <laughs> like, I can't imagine it's like. You can just you, redirect the things that are already there. It has to be like an addition, yeah, right? No, and then you to have be. to have like a spigot at the end, right? He did it, though. I he's, don't know. He's resourceful, man. <laughs> he had some water coming in. Awesome. Oh, and this guy fucking loves Spider-Man. Nice. All right? He's Spider-Man. He's a Maguire fan. Everything. Yeah, dude. Spider-Man 2 was found in his, uh, in his quarters, right? Spider-Man posters, Spider-Man DVDs. He had Spider-Man blankets and sheets in there. Good for <laughs> this him. This guy loved Spider-Man, man. The, I, I don't think there's anything that'll make me hate this guy. No, not He's no. like the best criminal I've ever heard. Um, so it, as cool as he'd made his living quarters, right, with all the Spider-Man stuff, he must have begun to realize kind of how unsustainable his lifestyle was. He's like, wait a minute, guys, this is not <laughs> going like, to work. Maybe I can't retire here. Um, because on December 26th, you know, the day after Christmas, he finally decided to go through with his plan and finally rob the store that he had been calling home for so long. <laughs> like... Oh, he's like a very long he eats. Time. I don't like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a point against him. It did not he's go well. He's got a lot well. of positive points, so he's not losing much. No, you're right. But uh, it did not go very well. Right? Oh, explain, explain. Yeah, so Manchester, he held up the Toys R Us. Uh, but just like with his last crime before he went away, uh, employees were able to escape and contact authorities far before Manchester had planned. Like uh, I think two of them escaped. Mm-hmm. And he was still in the store by the time the first responder showed up. And when posed with the lone female sheriff, um, <laughs> Roofman punched her in the face and took her gun and then just ran away. <laughs> just got the fuck out of there. Like, I'm leaving. But he didn't run away. He ran to his like home, which was in <laughs> the Toys R Us. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, he then managed to escape through his little tunnel system <laughs> to the neighboring store, Circuit City. He's uh, like, I must retreat! Yeah. 
I love this story so much. Yeah, the worst thing uh, he did was punch somebody. That yeah, was it. he pistol whipped someone before, and then he just like punched a cop in the face, which like uh, from the internet, what the internet tells me, a lot of people want to do anyway. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, though much of the stolen merchandise was found in the roof, uh, his hidden living quarters remained undiscovered <laughs> for six days. Damn, it was that. The, hidden, yeah, know? dude. Uh, like I think there was something I didn't mention. The like little hole, like the tunnel or whatever, just a hole in the wall, basically, to the Circuit City. Like he covered it up with, with a Rita Hayworth poster. That'd just be like cool. Damn, that would be so fitting. That would be badass. All right, there are some know. missteps in this story, but it's all just so good. But uh, no, he like he had painted like pieces of, uh, I think it was plywood. He, he, this guy loves plywood. He painted pieces of plywood to look like the wall. On either side, and he put like little doors on either side, so it was just blend in. Smart, smart man. So yeah, six days he went undiscovered. Uh, it was finally found by an officer during a routine check of the store. A routine <laughs> check, huh? <laughs> so just well, I mean, they were just robbed, you know. Uh, also, by this time, authorities were like pretty certain that it was the notorious roof man that was behind this robbery. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Based on you know the mo and the recent escape, uh, not forty miles away. Uh, authorities began showing the public photos of Manchester, and uh, what do you know? Backstabbing churchgoers, they recognized him as John Zorin. Not cool, man. Not cool, Presbyterian Church. Uh, his tapestry of lies is falling away now. Okay. Uh, the nail in the coffin came down to, like, a single fingerprint that they found in the Toys R Us home. Really? <laughs> yeah, they were just like, okay, it's definitely him. All right, we, we got Just what we a need. single one? Just a one. single one, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, police then contacted Manchester's girlfriend, Lee, and told her to invite him over to her house for her supposed 40th birthday party. Nice. Right. He's, and like, not suspicious at all. Not suspicious at all. But no, so he was just like, oh, this is going to be great. Because he, like, after this failed robbery attempt, he was like, oh, God, I'm probably going to have to, like, keep moving. Like, I'm probably going to have to leave. Yeah, I got to get out of here. So he went over there thinking, like, all right, this is going to be the last time I, like, can see this girl that I love now. He shows up with flowers. And what do you know? He's apprehended by police before he can even get into the apartment. Sad. Sad for this guy. It is sad. I'm not yeah. a fan. No, it's true. After he was in custody, though, he was able to talk to Lee, at which time he apologized for what he'd put her and her children through. Pretty nice. Yeah, that is nice. You know, he's, he's taking responsibility. Uh, Lee and other members of the church were both just, like, conflicted, to say the least, because they were just like, he's so nice, but he's like a criminal. Fuck. <laughs> he's like a criminal. <laughs> he's a liar and criminal, but he's just so nice. <laughs> um... Even authorities had mixed feelings. Like, they obviously arrested him and treated him like any other criminal. But they were all ultimately just, like, impressed. How could you not be? Though? Honestly, like, you're living off baby food behind a bike rack after escaping prison? I'm impressed by this <laughs> guy. It's amazing. Like, I'm fully impressed by this guy. Yeah, dude. There's nothing about this guy. Literally, the, if he didn't pistol whip that person and punch that cop... This guy would be the model criminal that's, like, the most perfect criminal yeah. ever. Yeah, I think <laughs> one of the cops, like, when he was being arrested, uh, he was just like, man, this would make a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a great movie. Which I totally agree with. I really want to see the, the Roof Man movie. 
Dude, I haven't even looked to see if that is a thing. It may be a thing. It's not. It um, might be my most recent obsession to find, even though it might not exist. I want, let me. I'm going to try to look that. Wait. Hold on. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Okay. Um, is so it there, just a documentary? No, movie? there's a movie starring Natalie Portman called Where the Heart Is. Um, and it's about a pregnant teenager that lives in a Walmart, like hiding in a Walmart. Oh, that's that's sadder than this. It's a, I mean, yeah, it shares some similarities, but it's not it's not based on him or anything. All right, um, dude, you know, I always had that thought as like a kid. It's like I could live in that space between these aisles. I always felt like a Home Depot. You know, as yeah. I've gotten older, though, like Costco is the place to live. No, oh, definitely. You just like sleep on the stack of paper towels. Yeah, if you're gonna live anywhere, do they have beds there? <laughs> No, too easy. Too they easy. They'd expect that. You they know? literally have beds. Yeah. Like you don't have to. <laughs> um, but the sergeant. This was a quote that I loved. Um, sergeant Catherine Scheimreif of the Charlotte Mecklenburg NC Police Department. Um, afterwards, you know that they interviewed her and shit. And yeah. this was her quote: "Quote, you hate to compliment the guy because he's a dirtbag, but you really can learn a lot from him." It won't surprise me if he escapes again because he's just that crafty. And he tried to escape two more times. (laughs) He didn't do it that time, but he he, tried. He didn't get away, but I mean, so yeah, like everyone was pretty much impressed with him, but they were like, damn it, he's a criminal. And nothing screams this more than the fact that he received a slew of new and like far more serious charges, yet got a far lighter sentence to go around. Yeah, they're like, just like, all right, just fucking just give him five years. That's all yeah. he's going to do anyway. Dude, he's currently incarcerated in Raleigh. All right. And he's set to be released December 4th of 2036. Damn. That's what? so soon. What, so was that like 21, 22 years, something like that? Insane. He escaped prison on a 45-year sentence. And yet they gave him like <laughs> half that. Like, come on. Good for him, So man. that's like probably my favorite story I've heard in a while. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I really enjoy the Roofman robber. Roofman lives, and I want to buy him a beer. He's very know? unique in that sense, and I, I appreciate it. Um, that, was, that was good. I feel bad because, like, literally everything that I had to add to that was already covered. So I was just kind of like the yes man right now today. Oh, you're that, fine, dude. I mean, that's my role. I today. just had so much fun like researching it and writing out that script. I was just like, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> no, it is. It, it really was. Because at first, like, I was trying to read about it, and I was like, all right, is this going to be you know long? Enough? Do we have enough material here? And after a while, it was like. Yeah, there's a lot here. Yeah. At first, I thought it was just like the McDonald's thing. I was like, that's really interesting. And I was like, wait, this wait, guy lives in a toy store He now? escaped prison, lived in Toys R Us, and then, like, <laughs> was forming relationships with people in the community? No, that was he's <laughs> that was gold. I Dude, fucking love that. And Lee, like, when she found out that he wasn't, like, who he said he was, uh-huh. she was like, like, he won over everyone in his life because she was just like, yeah, I, I don't know whether to slap him or give him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, I don't know what to do, like, my uh, man. It's very conflicting. He's so nice. <laughs> I, that is great, though. I fucking adore that. One of my favorites is just him selling the policeman they did a good job in catching him. <laughs> he had, like, excellent job. Yeah, yeah, something tells me it was a genuine compliment. Just like, damn, good job. Probably. He's you like, did I a good job it. today. That I, I love this story. Yeah. So next time you're in McDonald's, go ahead and rob it. And maybe you'll be in our hearts like this man is.
He's in my heart forever. He's forever in my heart, you know. I love it, though. Yeah. I love every minute of this. But, yeah, it's a little shorter uh, of a story, but that's that's the episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's effectively our episode, but... Honestly, just a little treat for your ears, you know. I think it's, you guys uh, enjoy, this is a something good you can feel good about. It's definitely a little like slowed down. The pace is better. The material's better to grasp. Everything about it's just pretty good. Yeah, no, it's excellent. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, we'll be back next week with a brand new ep- episode for y'all. Episodic. Um, I hope you guys enjoy, and maybe we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll be a little bit more on brand. Maybe we'll stick off brand. We'll see what happens. Who knows what's going to happen next week? We don't. No, we don't. We really yeah. don't. We should, but we don't. That's, oh, that's yeah. why we like it. Had to get a burp in there. I haven't burped yet this episode. It happens, you know. It no, it's good. It's it has to happen every time. Yeah. But well, with that being said. We are starting a cult. Thank you for listening. I yeah. love you guys. No, it's true. That's Grant. I'm Jake. We are starting a cult. You can follow us on all the shit. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our email is startacult at gmail.com. And we also have a, a TikTok. Yes. Um, which I usually just use to scroll now because I'm not very good at posting content. But I'll try to start posting more there. That's Wasak underscore pod on TikTok there. Also, we're we're on YouTube. You can like and subscribe there. Comment, do that, all that stuff. Tell us whatever you want. Anywhere you can reach us. Yes. And also, there's a uh, there's a link below for the Patreon. We just did a Patreon episode yesterday. We huffed helium. We did. Isn't that fun to kind of lighten the mood on the news? We did. But uh, yeah, as always, we were starting a cult. Uh, Mitch was not in the room. He's um, here. I He's think not I'm, in the room. I'm gonna go get him for bananas. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll be right back. Yeah, that's fine. You guys might, Navi might jump in here too. Mitch was hanging out outside with Navi, keeping him some company, you know. Um, but it wouldn't really be an episode if we didn't add the bananas. Um, so I don't be alarmed if you hear a bark because Navi is in the room with us as we speak. He's a wild, untamed man He's today. looking at me right now. He's, He's looking at going Mitch insane. Too. He's having some fun. He's, He's smiling. He's huffing. Involuntarily injuring us. But we'll talk to you guys next week. I love you guys. Yep. Uh, me too. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 